You want somebody who's in business relationship? I'm not, again, I'm not questioning your patriotism. It's your judgment. Your business relationships put you in a place where you're weak on China. So, Mr. Kelly, just yeah, brief, brief, China. briefly I mean, respond I, to this this 2006 communist flag thing. Is this well, I, I don't know what she's talking about. Um, I, I don't know where she gets gets her information. She may have found something on the Internet. Welcome to the Political Notebook podcast. I'm Billy Robb. I'm a high school teacher. And I'm Robert Robb, an editorial columnist for the Arizona Republic and Billy's dad. On this episode, the main topic is going to be the upcoming election in terms of uh, the election itself the rules and potential legal fighting over the results. Uh, but first, I want to talk about the Arizona Senate race. There was a debate uh, this week between Martha McSally and Mark Kelly. And this kind of summed up my, my reaction at the very end. Uh, McSally asked, uh, invited Mark Kelly to participate in three more debates. And I was thinking to myself, if I were Mark Kelly, I think I would immediately accept those invitations because I, th I thought he did deliver a much stronger performance than McSally. Just, be just because of the presence on, on the stage, and I just don't understand why Republicans feel like they need to imitate Trump's immaturity when they, when they practice politics, at least when it comes to like personal insults. She kept calling him counterfeit Kelly, which was not only, in my opinion, kind of immature, but it didn't even make sense. I mean, whoever calls another person counterfeit, it, you know, it, it was, it just came across to me as just kind of cheap and, and, and unbefitting of, of the moment and, and where we are in America and what, what you'd want to see from a Senator in, in Arizona. And she did kind of distance herself from Trump a little bit by defending McCain in, in pretty strong words and, refusing to say whether she would be proud to serve in the military under under Trump as a commander in chief but you know to me what stood out was the you know was was the was the name calling and, and the accusations about about China uh, which to me don't don't really seem credible given Mark Kelly's personal history of of service to the country and you know to me he just comes across as someone who is uh, credibly an independent, minded person that that is willing to put Arizona before partisan politics. What is your reaction or your uh, thoughts on uh, that race as we are under a month before uh, the votes are tallied? Votes are already being cast right now in Arizona, early, early voting. Uh, well, it was my wedding anniversary, so I, I didn't um, see the debate, um, but, but I would respond to uh, your characterization, uh, particularly of Kelly in, in the following uh, way. Um, I don't think there's any credible evidence that he's uh, an independent thinking, nonpartisan um, potential U.S. senator. Uh, he's not identified uh, any policies on which he uh, differs um, from democratic orthodoxy. Uh, and he has steadfastly um, tried to present himself on policy as a blank slate. Um, so unlike Cinema, uh, who ran on the same claim, Cinema um, uh, had um, six years of experience as a member of Congress 
and votes that she had cast that gave validity to the claim. Uh, in my judgment, there is no um, validity to the claim on, on Kelly's part uh, until he identifies um, policies on which he is going to be independent. China is a good example. I do think that it's unfair uh, to uh, criticize him uh, for his past dealings uh, with China. At the time that he engaged in those business transactions, um, it was thought that that's, the, that that's what America should do. Um, America should get more deeply involved and integrated with the Chinese, uh, and that was good for both countries. Um, so I do believe that criticism of his past bi business dealings are inappropriate. Uh, or are off the mark. Uh, but on policy, uh, McSally has, I, has been a leader uh, in uh, a variety of get tough policies against China. Um, Kelly does not say what he would do against China. He just says, hey, I was in the military. I'm a tough guy. I'll be tough on China. So it's another example of where he's in essence, a blank slate. Having said all of that, um, which would suggest that this ought to be a race that McSally had potentially the upper hand on, uh, she just never has established herself um, with Arizona voters, either in terms of who she is as a person or where she fits in the political spectrum and has permitted that to be distorted um, by her uh, staunch defense of everything uh, Donald Trump, except uh, his criticism of John McCain, uh, and not uh, developing her own independence uh, from uh, Trumpism. Uh, and uh, she had a chance in this campaign to do a do-over, to reintroduce herself. Uh, and I think she largely uh, blew that. And we have the paradox of even though Trump is doing poorly uh, in Arizona, um, McSally, according to the polls, to the extent they can believe, be believed, and as you know, I, I have deep skepticism about polling these days, uh, she's doing worse than Trump. Um, and so I think she, having blown her opportunity to reintroduce herself to the voters of Arizona, um, has... Uh, made it very difficult for her to get to the point of making the case as to why she's preferable uh, to Kelly. And from your description and the description of others, uh, if anything, she reinforced the things uh, that cause Arizonans to have doubts about her uh, in the debate, that, that, that she came across mean the way that she came across during the cinema election. It seems to me that I don't know if you would would see it this way that she's she's kind of a she's kind of a a casualty of the Trump era, which we might we might might see. We talked about it a little bit in the last debate, but might see like <laughs> the the Republican Party as we know it was a was a casualty of the of the Trump era. I mean, just imagine if if a different president had won, um, and the, and the whole party had taken a different kind of tone. She would she would have the, you know, wouldn't need to feel like or her, you know, consultants or whatever wouldn't feel like she had to become this, 
you know, imitation of Trump in, in tone. I just don't, I just don't get that. Like, because, you know, Trump <laughs> is, you know, his character is abhorrent to me. Um, that's who he is. You know, it's like, that's, that's what he is. Yeah. That's not McSally. You know, I've, I've watched, <laughs> I've, I've randomly was watching her in a, in this hearing about water. So I don't even know what it was, but she was talking about water policy. And I was just like, this is the most, I mean, that's like, I saw it for the first time. I saw the sort of, uh, you know, engaged, thoughtful, um, policy person that, that you, know and other Arizonas may know, but I've, I've never seen on the, on the national stage in the Trump era. It's, there's no question that, that Trump is a drag on Republicans in Arizona. We saw that in 2016, where he won by about a third of the percentage point advantage that Mick Romney had. And we saw it in, in the blue wave um, that occurred in 2018 in Arizona. Um, but I also believe it's in large measure self in it, it's a self-inflicted ca casualty. Um, I think she could have supported the president on policy um, while uh, car uh, crafting a more independent um, persona um, in the state. Uh, and she's blown two opportunities to introduce herself to the voters of Arizona and uh, bring out uh, that Martha McSally that you accidentally uh, stumbled <laughs> apart, and to, and and to make the case that that's who she is. There, it, it's it's kind of weird. It just seems like um, when she's in a campaign, she adopts this artificial persona um, that uh, hasn't been reacted to well uh, by the voters of Arizona. And and why, if being who you are does better than the persona that you manufacture uh, for the campaign trail, I just don't know. I mean, it's got to be easier to be who you really are yeah, than to adopt yeah. a, a persona. But I will say that political consultants think things like counterfeit Kelly, um, is cute. Um, and uh, McSally has just never shown the ability to, to exercise independence and control of her own campaigns. Yep. And uh, we'll have another one of these in two years, right? Because <laughs> it's only it's only another two years that this uh, before this term is up. So we'll see what happens uh, in this race and uh, in the next. Uh, let's let's go to talking about the election, something that's going to impact, um, you know, the whole, the whole state and then, and then also potentially the whole country, which is election rules. And I, I before I saw this news breaking a couple of days ago, I wasn't even aware that this court challenge had even happened, but two, two groups, uh, filed a, filed the lawsuit in federal court, uh, saying that the, the Arizona, voter registration deadline of October 5th that that's been a deadline for a long time that it was impeding their ability to register voters and that because of the pandemic they can't get as much in-person voter registration so they asked the uh, uh, 
the district uh, uh, court, federal federal uh, judge, to extend the, the deadline. And on the voter registration day, October 5th, that night, the news broke that they won the court case and the voter registration deadline was extended uh, to October uh, 23rd. And I saw a lot of, a lot of celebrating on, on one side of the, the political spectrum and, and not a lot of celebrating on, on the other side. I mean, it just struck me as kind of like, you know, one, is that really necessary to, you know, if we've, we've known for so long, right, that the pandemic has been affecting everyone's life since, since February. Uh, since late February or certainly mid-March, everything was shut down. And, you know, throughout that, throughout that, that time, all the, all the ballot initiative people got all their signatures, which have to be in person. So it just struck me as, and especially with, I think the biggest thing that struck me was because Trump is already attacking the legitimacy of this outcome before it even happens. He's already attacking it. He's basically said, he says 2016 without the pandemic, basically saying it's rigged unless I win. Uh, but now he's a sitting president with, with, you know, not a single, I mean, not except for Mitt Romney, maybe not a single Republican is willing to stand up to him and say that what he's, what he's at, what his actions are, are not right for the country. And, and so, but now, so now you have, I just, my heart just sank because I was like, uh oh, this is, you know, now what? Because now the rules change at the last second. You know, like them or not, I mean, I don't care. Like, I would, I'd be fine with changing the law to make it even the same day registration. Like, I don't, I don't care about that. It just, it just struck me as like, uh oh, the, the rules are changed. This is going to get ugly, maybe. I mean, I hope, I hope it doesn't. I hope like cooler heads prevail and we can all, you know, value our, election integrity and the, and the rules that are legally established, you just know that it's going to get ugly. And, and you wrote a good uh, column about that. What's um, You kind of tied what happened in Arizona to bigger picture things that are happening all across the country. Uh, yes, judges all across the country um, are changing the election rules at uh, the last minute. Um, and uh, it is happening uh, in battleground states. Uh, it's happening in Pennsylvania, it's happening in Michigan, it's happening in Wisconsin. Uh, and uh, that particular case is one of four uh, that have been filed in Arizona seeking changes in election rules. Um, two of the others, um, the election rules have, have stayed in, in, in place. Uh, in one case, the Ninth Circuit uh, reversed a district court judge uh, who said that uh, the state, contrary to its law, had to provide a period of time after the election for people who mailed in their ballots without the required signature uh, to cure that. Um, this particular extension of the period of time for registration uh, the Ninth Circuit has upheld. Now, the U.S. Supreme Court um, very strongly frowns on judges changing the election rules just before the election and has a track record of quashing those. Um, the problem is they're happening all over and on uh, lots of different issues. Uh, so whether the Supreme Court will be 
willing or able to quash them all and remove that sense of unfairness that you described uh, that many people will feel about the rules being changed at the last minute uh, and put an end to that. There is one nightmare scenario that I think would be hugely explosive. Um, in many of these states, it hasn't happened in Arizona, but in many of these states, the judges are saying that the deadline for returning ballots that the state legislatures have established uh, isn't going to be the deadline. Uh, the period of time for ballots to be received and counted will be extended. Um, the judges have differed over the amount of time that they are going to permit ballots to be extended. Um, so there's an inconsistency right there. Um, but uh, if ballots which arrive after the deadline that the states have established that would not have been counted under the rules that state legislatures have established, um, uh, but are counted under the new judge-made rules, turns out to be the difference and to change the outcome, uh, that will be explosive. Um, so basically, basically it would be like the, the state law said one thing, the judge changed it, um, and, and that whatever that difference was, change the outcome of the election and changes so then, and changes and, who's president and, and 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 then the supreme court might have to well i don't i don't think the supreme court would accept a challenge on that basis after the fact the question is whether i mean all these things will get appealed to the supreme right. court so they'll, so they'll be take will the supreme court be taking care of most of this stuff before the counting happens? That's the huge question. Uh, their track record is to frown on these things uh, and to quash them. Uh, but there's so many of them, whether logistically yeah. they will be able to restore all of the previous deadlines, whether they'll be willing to do that, um, is a huge unknown. Uh, if they don't, I think we have the potential uh, for a truly explosive um, outcome uh, where one candidate would have been elected under the rules as they previously existed and a different candidate get elected under the new rules that judges have imposed. And under our system of government, um, we don't have one national election. We have 50 state elections. And it's clear under the Constitution that state legislatures are supposed to create the rules. And the rules are different all over the country. There's different rules. There's different, in different states, there's different rules about when you have to register to vote, um, how long in-person voting takes place, who can have an absentee ballot, who can collect um, mail ballots, uh, when mail ballots have to be received to be counted. And these differences all existed um, before COVID-19. Um, and, um, and there's been elections that have been conducted under them. Uh, there's nothing about COVID-19 that says that what ought to be a legislative decision about these things 
suddenly becomes a judicial decision to yeah. be made by judges. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully it is there anything, I mean, is there any, is there any, like how, how would, that would only be if a swing state, right? If, if, if one of the difference making states that has, uh, that would make the difference in the electoral college vote has a, a super slim outcome and that difference is, is there. Um, I think maybe it's, it'd be good to think about like that might be a legitimate dispute, right? Um, but I think we also have to be prepared for a lot of illegitimate attacks that that are undoubtedly gonna uh, gonna happen um, that are already happening. I mean, the vice presidential debate, um, you know, President Trump refused to say that he would accept the outcome of uh, you know an election a- after. Would would you concede after? the the process and if the process was fair he was asked that at the first debate he said no basically no um, and and they asked the same thing to Pence and and you know Vice President Pence uh, didn't answer it either at the at the vice presidential race and, and to a lot of people that's just wrong and it's 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 un-American and you know he's he's previewing he's not you know he's not you know so so to me my my thing is like everyone used to just brace themselves for an unprecedented assault on our elections by the president of the United States. Like, how do you, I mean, how do you, well, that, that, that was, that was grossly irresponsible. It was grossly irresponsible of him in 2016 to say that the election was rigged. It's It's been grossly irresponsible of him to say that there will be uh, fraud with, um, mail uh, ballots and it's clear that that he that that it's kind of a narcissistic uh, reaction that uh, that uh, he keeps proclaiming that the only way he can lose is if the other guys cheat uh, which makes it all the more tragic uh, that judges uh, throughout the country are creating valid grounds uh, upon which to question the legitimacy of the outcome by changing the rules uh, at the last minute. And yeah. hopefully, you, you are right, my nightmare scenario only occurs in an ultra-tight uh, race. Uh, but independent of that, uh, by delaying the outcome, by by extending the period of time in which ballots can be received and counted, uh, the judges are creating a longer period of time where the outcome is going to be unknown, where accusations of fraud and cheating by both sides are going to go fast and furious, and lawsuits are going to be filed by both sides uh, in various states. So um, e- even if we don't get to the nightmare scenario. By changing the rules, these judges are undermining confidence in the outcome of the election and uh, putting the country uh, in a uh, more stressful position um, following the election, where, yeah. where, where we need to know what the resolution is so the country can move, can move on. Yeah. 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 I mean, to me, 
a president saying that is already disqualified in of itself. But uh, you know, that's why that's why my heart sank when that decision happened. Because so I was like, well, you know, that that struck me as a little bit unfair. And I'm, you know, I'm not biased on, uh, you know, on the other side. So, well, hopefully, I mean, hopefully I'm just crossing my fingers, bracing myself for, for this election, you know, going through and, and becoming processed and, you know, whoever, whoever wins that it's, um, accepted by, by both sides. And, and I hope that I'm not, I'm not afraid. Well, (laughs) I just hope that, that it, that it does go smoothly or at least legally, uh, clear, uh, that that we can we can all move on after this very contentious election. Let's uh, wrap it up there. Uh, tragically, the Heat are, are are not doing too well. Drogic got hurt. I felt really sad for for Drogic. Um, I really thought that they could compete with the with the Lakers, um, and they did one game. But Drogic Drogic was hurt, and and that was just a bummer bummer for him, old Suns guy, but. Um, that's the that's the sporting news. What's, <laughs> what's what's the news in golf lately? <laughs> uh, Sergio Sergio Garcia oh, yeah, winning yeah. a tournament, putting with his eyes closed. I got to believe there was twenty five thousand to fifty thousand amateur golfers who on Monday went to the practice green to give that a try. <laughs> Did he really have his eyes closed? Yes, he. I didn't even see that. It, it, even on long putts. What? So, so yeah, he, he lines them up. He does a practice stroke. He gets over it. He closes his eyes and swings. Now, as you know, putting has not been my strong suit over the years. I've tried everything, including that. But the fact that uh, Sergio did it and uh, won the election, I mean, won, wow. the, <laughs> election, won, won the golf tournament, uh, putting extremely well and putting well under pressure. Um, I guarantee you there were just flocks of golfers uh, gathering on the putting greens across the country, giving that a shot. (laughs) Well, thanks everyone for listening to the Political Notebook podcast. You can find us on iTunes, uh, Google Play, music, any podcasting app. Thank you.